Welcome to episode 96 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey, and hockey fans looking to have fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. And um, are we mid? We're mid. We're mid. And that's okay. Uh, your Kraken reaction's coming up. Uh, in NHL news, an NHL All-Star Fantasy Draft. Is it returning? And then note him questions. What the hell is the NHL All-Star Fantasy Draft? Plus, it's Thanksgiving week. There's so much happening. And we've got our three stars of the week. But Kraken Hockey's happening. And again, is it mid? Let's discuss. Welcome to the Kraken Pod. Let's go. What's going on? My name is Jeff Janusic. This is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. How are you? Uh, I'm tired because I stayed up watching the crack and lose in fucking overtime for, you know, the eighth overtime game this season. And uh, then I was up nice and early. So probably fell asleep around 1.30, Jeff, and I'm over it. I'm over we, it. I'm done with it. I don't, I don't, I'm not ever, ever, ever asking for free hockey ever again. I don't care no. how much I love the sport. I don't want it. I don't, I don't want it. Just I want regulation. I want regulation decisions, prefer, uh, preferably wins. And I want to go to bed at a decent time with a sleep mask, maybe some lavender spray, maybe a little, mm. you know, little noise machine going on in the background, yep. put on Spotify, like some airplane, like anything. I just can't. It's too much, man. It's it's too much. Out of protest, maybe you should just not be doing after dark if we go to overtime because that's kind of the MO right now is the there team. goes half the season, Jeff, right. because I think the Kraken are determined. I think the all-time record was, I mean, I know it's 30 by the Bruins. I forget which year yeah. because they actually yeah. did look it up. Uh, the Kraken are at eight so far this season, and I think we're, what, 20-something percent through the season so far? Is that where we're at right now? About that, yeah. yeah nice, about okay. That. Can't wait to shatter this record. That'll be fun. <laughs> Nothing like not sleeping for a fucking nine months, you know? Jesus. You know, all right, I'm a little out of it. I've had, I get I had it. off today and it hasn't helped because the freaking crack and keep me up late. It's ridiculous. Well, it's holiday week. It's a little strange. You know, it's going to be a shorter episode because yes. there's just a shit ton of stuff happening. Yes. And there's travel that has to happen. So we're kind of packing it in, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I'm happy. I'm not. I'm not. Let's get to the crack reaction. Here is your Kraken reaction. So good things are happening. I think I think some good things happened when uh, we finally had our exchange. I finally got uh, a two. I got two. I got a backup. Uh-huh. Uh, good vibes only mug. Thank you for that. And yes, um, no problem. And, and then you got your fish and your wine and candy. Yes. Which, by the way, I looked up the wine that you gave me. You did not need to give me that wine. That is way too fancy for me. I'm usually drinking like $15, $20 bottles. <laughs> yes. I'm a Trader yes. Joe's wine guy, Jeff. You're over here like, oh, here you go. And I looked up like, holy shit. Just take your time with it. Enjoy yeah. it. No, I um, am. I or am. slam it. I don't care. Just you There's, know, make no, there's a question last night. It's like, do you want to open the wine? And I'm like, no, I don't want to open that wine. Just casually have a drink on my special occasion, like Thanksgiving in two days. There you go. Yes. Use it in Thanksgiving. Take, bring yes. it and, t- and yes. tell everybody that you bought it. And I give you that permission and say, this is a, I think it's 250 bucks. But I'm not doing to- any of that. I'm keeping it to myself, but I appreciate that. I'm not I as did, good of a person as you are. Yes. I did just drop that on the podcast. And I swear to God, I'm not trying to like... 
but that is a thank you for all the hard work that you put into this podcast. So, uh, you, you, you need like really 12 or 20,000 more bottles of that. So, um, I would be know. dead, but thank you yeah. for, uh, for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let, let's discuss, let's discuss. We're coming uh-huh. fresh off of, uh, uh, an overtime loss to Calgary last night, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it was a back and forth, like, oh man, here we go. And then, oh man, here we go. And then, oh man, here we go. And then, oh man, here we go. Uh, and then we went, you know, so yes, but let's go back. We've had, we've got four games to cover. Yes, we do. Um, so let's go all the way back time, you know, travel machine in Edmonton yes. last Wednesday. And this is kind of the MO of this team is like, we, we, we do like we win a period, we lose a period. And then it kind of, rotates back and forth sometimes that means we win a game sometimes that means we don't win a game which is kind of interesting if we just kind of like go through all of the like periods Mm -hmm. and like which periods we've won i wonder what that like our record is from period to period okay because you get one one team to the next anyway so it's interesting long story short it's interesting you know what's interesting, Jeff? That was a nice what? little tee-up that you did not mean to do. I noticed something about the last four games. They have one thing uh, one thing that really stuck out to me uh, that's a commonality between them. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Um, every single game was four to three. Oh, my God. The last four games, every single game, four to three. Wednesday at Edmonton, lost four to three overtime. Thursday versus the Islanders. In a shootout, eight-round shootout. That was a fun 2 a.m. bedtime. Uh, four to three. Saturday at Vancouver. Great game. Start to finish for the most part. They won. Regulation. Four to three. Monday versus Calgary. Overtime loss. Four to three. Has anybody has anybody brought that up? I don't think so. It's been driving me nuts. I feel like I'm losing. I think I'm losing my mind here. Um, it's been too much, too much overtime cracking hockey. Um, only one of those four games ended in regulation. That was a game against Vancouver. Like I just mentioned last night against Calgary, that game was an overtime loss, eight round shootout versus the Islanders, and another overtime loss versus Edmonton a week ago when the Kraken had a two goal lead going into the third period. So I know you want to go back in time and we're, you know, we're kind of pressed for time today. There's a lot going on. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but uh, yeah, Kraken had a three, one lead going into the third period. I don't know. Some would call that the most dangerous lead in sports, Jeff. It certainly is for the Seattle Kraken because anytime (laughs) the boys have a two goal lead, it's like, when are we going to lose? Or when is this thing going to go to overtime? Which is exactly what happened. We gave up a hat trick to Evander Kane, and I don't a natural a natty hat natural hatty a natty hatty, which also bothers me because one, I'm not a fan of him to begin with, but two, if my memory serves me correctly, I can't pinpoint exactly when this happened. I'm pretty sure this is the second time he's had a hat trick against Seattle. There's my my memory is being jogged. Like I'm pretty sure he's done this against before. Whatever, it doesn't matter. He scolds. Uh, Hold school. on. Scores. I just had, Sorry, go ahead. What were we a couple say? of quick thoughts is yes, please. Uh, should uh, Maddie Beniers ever score a natural hat trick? It's got to be a Maddie Natty Hattie. Yes. And, and then in the rhyming, because I just do this in my head. Yeah, because Detroit, is, eight mile. Is, yes, exactly right. Um, Mom Spaghetti, man. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, is, is, is Kane the Kraken killer? But that's KKK. Think, that's no, not, good. The, the, not good. Yeah, no, that is not good. 
Not good. I'll, I'll, not, raise you, not, I'll raise you another KKK. The Kraken are the Kraken killer. Um, so there you yeah, go. True. I mean, yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, Which yeah. we should probably not use, you know, three K's as an acronym for anything. No. Um, they know. <laughs> moving on. Um, you no, know, so he scores two minutes and 57 seconds into overtime. And it was a play. And this is honestly what I want to talk about really quick for this game. On the face-off in overtime, Drysaddle makes a move to kind of take Belmar, Belly, off the face-off and kind of cross-checks him into the ice, which allows them to pass the puck, which which ultimately allows them to score, which is how they end up winning the game. Now, the game isn't won or lost on one play, but that particular play kind of stood out to me. Uh, for the Kraken for this game, that's their fifth loss in the last six games. Over that stretch, they were 1-3-2. and two. Um, It was good to see Canner, when, uh, Wenny, and Belly each have goals for Seattle, but they did have five power play opportunities, none of which um, they took advantage and scored on. And then uh, the Jonas Brothers were in attendance. So can we, you want to talk about really quick the play off the puck? Because that was a big thing that that we were ta- that you were talking about on Twitter. I thought it was really important to know. A couple of things that I, I do want to talk about. Number one, the Joe Bros. Well, it's Jonas not, Brothers. Yes. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. I like the Joe Bros. It's not fair. I, I like the Joe Bros. too. They have some hits. No, I'm, I'm, I'm no shame in my pop music game. So, um, yeah. okay. So I do want to address a couple things and, and I'm going to come back around to this whole face off thing with dry Yes. Number one, we have not discussed, and I'm not going to go into it very deeply. My apology to avalanche fans, um, at least the, the nice ones, uh, because I was celebrating, uh, the, the slew foot. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I, the kicking of the foot out, um, when uh, Ryan Winterton took out Nathan McKinnon. Uh-huh. And I was celebrating that in a tweet. I apologized in a tweet. Everybody on other channels for the Kraken Pod were like, what, what, what are you talking about? Uh, so they didn't know about it, but I'm just saying I, I, I was celebratory of something negative, and I'm the good vibes only guy, so I did apologize on Twitter, and I'm apologizing officially now again. Now, Moving forward. Moving forward, yeah. Uh Moving forward. forward, I did later that week, like after this Edmonton game, is I've been watching hockey for a goddamn long time. Yeah. I said three three decades to be conservative. I was like, "Ah, it's probably been since he was like two. (laughs) You know, actually, you know, I'm 44. I actually really didn't get into hockey until I was probably eight or nine. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so. uh uh-huh. But here's, here's here's what real hockey fans know this is you watch any hockey game and you pay attention to what's going on away from the puck. Mm-hmm. Players have dirty little tricks, not always dirty, but little tricks to get an advantage over another player. And I, like you, call it, I like to call it fuck shit. Yeah, and if, exactly. And it yeah. goes on in every single game. And sometimes they get caught and sometimes they don't. And there's dirty stuff that goes on. Dirtier than slew foots, okay? And this game was an example of that because what happened in the faceoff? You've got Drysidle taken out right in the faceoff, and who was it in the faceoff that lost that? That guy was it was Belly, right? Belly had a game, man. He was getting his ass beat. Um, Drysidle. Yeah, there, was a, there was a fine on on Ernie for the elbow to Belly's face. Which, by the way, that was not a two minute minor. That was very intentional. But I'm moving on past it. Two thousand yeah. dollar fine. What a fucking joke. So to tie up the game, they win the faceoff, and Leon Dreisaitl, who's incredibly talented, all-world player, and incredibly smart, he falls down on purpose on top of Belly and then stays there for a minute, 
allowing him to get behind him. Yes. And it took it like one to two seconds for Belly to recover from that, which is just enough time to get a pass from the point down low and then send it across to your boy, Evander Kane, for the game time goal. Mm-hmm. So my whole point in talking about winning this, goal, but yes, yes, um, was it the winning goal in overtime? That yeah. was the tying game. No, 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 no. The cross check. The the the. Oh, the I thought game. the face off win cross check into the goal. I thought that was the game winner. Now I'm second guessing everything. Whatever. People get what we're know. talking about. We yeah. Obviously, like the Avalanche fans told us, we don't know anything about hockey. So this just goes, it is. We are who we are. It's on brand. Um, I, And I, I'm, I'm most likely <laughs> wrong. But anyway, long story short is dirty stuff happens in every single game. The Kraken mm. do it. The Oilers do it. Every hockey player does it to some extent. And this is just one of those things where it didn't get called. Was it a penalty? Uh, you know, arguably, yeah. But, you know, it's overtime or it's close to overtime. They're not going to call it. It's just the art of the game. And that's what makes this game freaking awesome. And sometimes mm-hmm. guys make bad choices. And I think nine times out of ten, they don't intend to to mess somebody up. Or maybe eight times out of ten. But these things are done to try and get ahead. This is a violent game, right? And it's something... That has been going on forever, and it will never leave this game. And if it ever does, then the game has changed for the worse. This is part of it. So, you know, for the folks that are, you know, getting really mad about these little tricks, and and sometimes, and when it goes our way, you know, obviously we sometimes look the other way. When it doesn't, you know, we don't. Yeah, that's but, a, that's how it works. We're people, you know, we're human beings that watch a sport. If our yeah. team's doing it and they get away with it, you know, we're not doing being like, you know what, we shouldn't get that win. We're taking that win all the way to the fucking bank. Yeah, it's a fast-moving uh, physical sport. It is what it is. And I just wanted to say that because um, I'm not mad at Leon Dreisaitl. I'm I'm impressed, honestly. So I'll just leave it at that. And that's yeah, just one of those I things. Yeah, I mean, there's a similar play. Uh, I remember Jamie Benn with the cross-check on the Dundertaker that allowed the Dallas Stars to score a goal. Um, that ended up beating the Seattle Kraken. I, it, was a regular, uh, it was a regular season matchup. But there, there's plays like this that happen all the freaking time. Um, yep. And if your team is the one that does it and they get away with it and a, a win comes as a result, you know, what we're not doing complaining about it. Right. And we just couldn't keep up. Edmonton game, we couldn't keep up with the talent. The talent stretched us out too far. And we just, we couldn't do it. Plus Joe bros. So, you know, Joe bros. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. Couldn't keep up with the talent. Two goal lead going into the third period. I just think this is the team that shits the bed and I still haven't been proven wrong. My start, my panic day is still the 24. So we have three days moving on Thursday. Islanders, the Kraken end up winning. Uh, so the Islanders, this is a team that going into client pledge that night, they had lost six games in a row. So bad. They, they are reeling. I mean, the Kraken are not in a good spot. We just keep going to overtime and then getting our hearts ripped out of our chest and staying up until two in the freaking morning. Uh, but the Islanders are reeling, and this game was a win. Unfortunately, it took an eight round shootout in order for that to happen. Uh, Yams, Yamamoto gets a deciding goal. Bjorks and Eberly. Eberly scored in the shootout, which was huge. Grew gets the final save on Noah Dobson. That was massive. Uh, the Kraken finally end uh, their streak of six consecutive shootout losses, the last five of which resulted in them scoring net zero goals. Uh, they were also three for four on the power play throughout the game, which is great because the last two games they were 0 for seven. Uh, Wenny, Beniers, and Yams all had goals that handed the Islanders their seventh loss in a row. Um, and for Wenny, this is a second row in a uh, second game in a row 
scoring eight goals. I'm having a hard time talking. See, this is what I get for staying up late. Um, and he entered the season on a 16-game scoreless streak. So it was just awesome. And at this point in time, being that this is the second game of the week, this is the seventh overtime slash shootout game for the Seattle Kraken, which is actually tied for the league lead with Montreal and Toronto. So the Kraken ended up getting a win. It took an eight-round shootout for it to happen. I was joking around that if this game were to go on any longer, like they're going to have to put, fucking put Bowie out there because they're running out of skaters to put on the ice. Um, and you know what? It, as, as happy as I am with this loss, my, my big takeaway was you're playing against a really, really bad team that's completely reeling, and it took an eight-round shootout in order to beat them. I'll take the win all day. I'm still going to be critical. No, I, 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 I agree. We need to be critical against this team. And there's, let's keep going because I have a few questions to ask you. Um, yeah, what please. Your, what your take is on like sort of this run. So after yeah. that, which, you know, this is great. To beat Vancouver is fantastic because Vancouver is a super hot team and we yes. gutted this one out. So we win 4-3. What happened? It was their second, the Kraken's second win in a row for only the second time this season. Eberly, Data Energy, he has a hell of a game. He's got three points, one goal and two, and two assists. And there's a quote from him after the game that I really liked, and I'm just going to read it out loud here. And it's, more than not, we have found ways to lose games in third periods rather than to find a way to win. So it was nice to find a way to win here against a really good team. That's obviously been pretty good at home. So hopefully this kicks us off in the right direction. That was the Canucks' first regulation loss at home all season. Miller, Hughes, and Pedersen are all tied for the NHL League in points. With 28 each, it was just a great game. Matty Beneers got hot. He ends up scoring. Uh, Gord uh, scores a goal. So does Big Rig. But also, like, just team effort. 17 shots uh, blocked against Vancouver is huge. Uh, Father Canner was out there, like, laying, like, laying hits on people, like, three in a row. Like, just going full-on fucking beast mode. And it was great to see, like, from, from puck drop to finish. Like, the Kraken had a really complete game. And this is why it's frustrating to watch this team this year because you know what they're capable of, and it's this. And then they go and do, you know, some cracking shit later on, which we'll talk about. But this is how I felt after the the game in Vancouver. I'm like, this is a great win, two in a row. Let's keep momentum going. Yeah, and it felt good. I, I like it. Oh, great. I, I, I like the energy in this game. It was awesome. And the fact that you came in and kind of doused those guys and did that on their home ice um, is Fantastic. But then the four, three groundhog day continues yes. to move into the next game in Canada. And that was last night versus was the it, it was in Seattle, but yes, what's up. It was in Seattle last night. Was it in Seattle. God damn. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I am, I am beyond it's gone. It's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll cover that in three stars really quick. You know, Seattle lose again, overtime game, Calgary, uh, slow, slow, Slow start. Grew did not look good. He gives up two goals on seven shots in the first period. And in defense of Grew, uh, I mean, both goals, honestly, just were not good. I don't think he was seeing the puck good at all. But uh, Pospisil completely trucks him and runs it over. I don't think it's a dirty play. It was just something that happened naturally in the game. Um, but Grew did look a little bit shaken up after that. He didn't. He doesn't come back after the first period. Decord, Decord comes out there. He ends up with 22 saves, but the Kraken ended up losing. This was an interesting stat that I did not know. Calgary versus the Kraken in Seattle. They are 6-0-0 all time. Um, wow. So they have <laughs> they, they basically just kicked the shit out of us at home. I don't know what the deal is. I also thought starting Guru was a horrible decision because 
I wanted him to start against San Jose, which still might be the case depending on the injury. But he historically has done really great against them. Decord has beaten Calgary in Calgary. Like, that's a guy. And also, like, Gru's a little bit tired. They just got done playing Vancouver. Whatever. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that I disagreed uh, with the goalie setup for the night. Uh, Kraken got off to a slow start. Momentum shifted, and things started looking good here. Um, but at the end of the day, they end up losing. And this is why this team is so fucking frustrating, because they have a lead, you know, in the third period again. Uh, they end up losing the game. And you look at the third period specifically, and I made a note out of this, and I talked about it on Kraken Pod after dark. Calgary outshot the Kraken 15-4 to four shots on that in the third period. The Kraken played to lose games versus playing to win. And that's the problem. As yeah. soon as you get a lead, they, you know, they turtle shell, and then that's a wrap, game's over, and that's exactly what happened. And they end up, you know, they end up losing in overtime. And it's like, hey, if you want to be positive, the Kraken get a point. Well, you know what? What's going to happen is a month or two from now, when the Kraken are 6, 8, 10, whatever points behind, whatever they need to be in order to complete, uh, compete for a playoff spot, we're going to look at all these dumbass overtime and shootout games and be like, you know, it would have been nice if we had if we had these wins in the win column instead of this. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. This is the eighth overtime game for Seattle at this point, and this is the third time that they have lost in overtime this season when leading after two periods. That's a problem. So a couple of quick things is uh, Vince Dunn stays hot, which is awesome. Love that. Yeah. Undertaker, baby. Yep, he's leading the team. Um, and Dave Haxtell officially confirmed that Gru was out and stayed out because of an injury, of an injury. from yes. that being run over, right? So awesome. yeah. there is that. Um, so my question to you now is, you're right about that. Is At some point, like we can say... That, yeah, hey, we're learning. We're learning. We're learning. We're learning how to do this. But at some point, you have to actually, you know, uh, take into play what you've learned and apply it. So, how do you not lose third periods or give up? And a big deal is when Dave Haxtell had to nuke practice uh, last week mm-hmm. and basically said, uh, "Hey, everybody, shoot the puck." Maddie Benier, shoot the puck. What happens? Maddie Benier starts scoring goals. Yeah. You know, last night I saw a lot of frustrated, you know, cracking pod family tweets like, hey, stop trying to pass. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Happened shoot, in shoot. overtime, by the way. Him and Tolvanen had great, like, like high, 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 uh, like danger chances, like to put to shoot. Um, just quality shots on net. And they they didn't, they end up passing and they were just being way too conservative. And guess what happened? The crack ended up losing. It should have gone to overtime to begin with, but then you see plays like that and you're like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, I think that, you know, there's so many things where it's so, you know, you, you sit on the couch and you go, man, I should do this, do that. And like 90% of the time, you're like, you have no idea what you're talking about or you could never do that. But shooting the puck is one of those things, very simple. Be like, just, you got to shoot more. You have to shoot more in favor of that extra pass because it, it gives more chances uh, to screw things up. Just put it on net, especially in, you know, high danger situations or in pressure situations or in like last minute situations, just throw the puck at the net, make things happen. That's, that's pretty much it. So, okay. So the four, three thing is really weird. I didn't know that until today. So good, good call on that. Um, uh, We play Wednesday versus San Jose. Friday is your, your panic button mode game versus Vancouver. That's Mm -hmm. uh, here in Seattle. And then we play in Chicago um, on the following Tuesday. So like, winnable games there you know chicago is is a lower mid um san jose is is low 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 but they're still 
piecing together some wins and, and doing okay. Vancouver beat them last night. Um, you know, and, and Vancouver still Vancouver. They're a good team. I think they're definitely uh, a long haul team. Like they're a playoff team. They're yes. they're for real. They're built, so they're built the long haul for sure. Okay. So quick questions. Um, you know, goaltending Decord is your guy. You pro Joey. I've been pro Joey pod since day one, just like you've been Dundertaker since day one. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Have you thought any more on anybody specifically? I just love, I got to stand, I got to stand tall for all my Joey's out there. Yeah, no, I like that. Have you thought any more about naming a captain? Do you still think that's a stupid idea? Horrible idea, especially at this point in the season, it would be desperate. It would be a desperate move. Okay. I still disagree. I know um, you do. <laughs> what, one thing, one thing that I keep seeing um, yeah. is, uh, and they, they, this was pointed out, I believe in the Vancouver game is there's a clip of Jared McCann. Um, getting his ass knocked down and him going ham um, and and like barreling through Vancouver players to get to to Pedersen, you know, the leading scorer in the league and yes. knock his ass down. And people are like, why aren't there people defending? I'm kind of tired of that argument because, again, we've said this in many multiple podcasts is Jared McCann is going to stand up for himself and he is going to. Uh, defend himself and i freaking love it he in the moment he's not gonna go run to the bench and say come help me fight these guys he got blasted got up and went through three guys to get to their leading score knock his ass down and then he got knocked down again that's just called captain material so i think there's i think there's active captain tryouts happening on this team i think i think they're looking for this so um, i so I, I didn't see anybody upset about that play. I thought it was great in the moment. My my follow up question to you is, and I disagree with the captain thing. We'll we'll disagree on that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this Seattle Kraken not having any sort of retaliation against Majiapane, and then he ends up being the one that sends the game into overtime last night? He ties it he ties it up late against the Kraken. And by the way, uh, Calgary was laying some pretty solid hits on us last night. And guess what the Kraken did? Jack shit. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, sometimes sometimes they're feeling it and they're angry, and sometimes they're not. I don't, I don't know. We're get, it's the t- chemistry wise and personality wise, this team gives us two different teams. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 Jekyll and Hyde. I don't, I it's I don't understand who this team is. I don't yeah. think they understand who they are. Yeah. There's a couple of things I know about them. Their PK is trash. PP top ten league, um, and they love going to overtime because whenever they get a lead, they play scared. They play yep. scared to lose versus we're going to win. Yeah, no, it's it's a it is Jekyll and Hyde is a great way to sum it up, Joey. And I think it's period to period and game to game Jekyll and Hyde. And I, we're getting two different teams here, and they've got to pick one. So they've got to figure this out. They're professionals. Uh, they get paid a lot of money to play hockey. They have to have that same. It's on them to bring that same. If I don't bring the same energy to my family and, and to my business consistently, which I don't then, you know, it's ebbs and flows. Sometimes there's good days, sometimes there's bad, there's bad days. And it's Eberly's and flows, ebbs yep. and flows. Ebbs and flows. So yeah. also super, uh, super crazy. Looked it up this morning. As of right now, the Seattle Kraken would have the second wild card spot and they are an under 500 team. <laughs> the West is <laughs> definitely... That's how many games they played in overtime. I guarantee you West team wins the cup again this year because uh-huh. the, the Eastern bias is... I kind of think that there's the, the the West is tougher because um, you know teams are beating the heck out of each other a little bit more, which is why there's not a, a ton of great teams. Meanwhile, the East is trash, and those you know there's better teams or at least better looking teams at the top because they're you know the top eight teams are beating the hell out of everybody else. So 
there's there's something there and that's just my take on it you know anyway so we've got uh thanksgiving you know coming up and and maybe there'll be a little bit of a break there for the guys uh to maybe you know get get some time i guess you know maybe that friday to tuesday thing is kind of like their thanksgiving which would be nice so we'll see how they react to that but overall you know i feel better it's like the dennis green coach uh they are who we thought they were yeah exactly yeah (laughs) but um so around the nhl we're talking all-star it's in that we're getting close to that time right here is all-star discussion is already happening, which is weird because we're flying through the rest of the year here. Um, What is going on with adding a third night? First of all, all-star weekend is just look, there's really all-star games across sports are not great. I agree. And adding a third night. I don't know. Does anybody like this? I don't know if anybody really thoroughly enjoys All-Star Week unless you go to it and maybe that's all they're trying to do is is get those inexper- like in-game experiences and that sort of stuff way better. I, I don't I don't know. I don't understand what's going on here. I'm actually going to pivot from this. Um not pivot from this, but uh, again, I, I disagree with you. I like where this is going. A lot of a lot of natural uh, disagreements over the season, yeah. Jeffrey. Um yeah, so uh, finding I our actually- identity. Yes, yes. So I like the NHL actually adding a third night to All-Star Weekend to bring back the, the fantasy draft after it's been gone for five years. It was canceled in 2015. They're bringing it back in 2024. And the reason why I enjoy this, and we'll get into no dumb questions about what it is. I'm keeping it kind of vague here. But the reason why I think it's a good thing for the league, I think it's because it's a rare opportunity for the NHL to be able to showcase and highlight the players' personalities. And that, for me, is a big thing. Like, since starting, you know, watching hockey three years ago versus the plethora of other sports that I do, just don't see it a lot in in the NHL. And any opportunity to kind of really uh, be able to show off these individual players and let them have some fun, let them have a couple of cocktails and go out there and talk shit to each other and draft their fantasy squads and all that, I think it's a good thing for the league. It was widely popular with the league. And, in fact, out of all the major sports in North America – the NHL was the first to do like a fantasy draft, like the NFL adopted it later on. But in 2011, the NHL was the first to do this, and it was a very popular thing. So I'm pumped that they're bringing it back. Yeah, you know, I I guess I just don't have faith in hockey players <laughs> to to really have the personality. Um, like I said, I've been watching hockey for a long time, and it's always been that way. Yes. Um, there's always, you know, a handful of guys, and like literally a handful of guys that give us that personality. Yes. The rest, pretty, you know... Behind closed doors, completely different story. Like in in the public eye, they just they just don't have it, and that's just the way they're raised in in hockey. Um, so, you know, I'd have to give the All Star Game, I guess, more of a watch and and make a better. I just I've avoided it for the past several years for some reason. I don't I don't really know. So, you know, good. It is good what it is. There. We'll discuss I get here. It. And I get it. But speaking of personality, in 2015, uh, Ovechkin, Ovi, it was famous because what he did. Um, was I guess if you were last the last person to be picked for the All Star Fantasy Draft, you were to win a car. So he was vying for it. He even had a sign. He was like, "Please pick me last. I need to get a car. Like I don't have a car." And it was a whole big thing. He was clearly intoxicated, and I'm like, "This is the kind of shit that I want. This is what I want the NHL to get behind." So I need more moments like this. I do, I do, and I'm wondering too: is um, are there? Can we? I think we can. Can we bet on the All Star Game? Probably. Okay, you well, know what? I mean, if if 
I'm going to look and see what kind of bets there are in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And maybe if I have some money uh, on the all-star game, which makes me cringe, um, is it's a good reason to watch. So DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, there's so many sports going on right now. You know, obviously we're like in the home stretch for the NFL season, which is awesome. So games are really starting to matter right now. Uh, if you're a new customer, you can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets when it comes to NFL action. So throw $5 down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Um, I, I got to tell you, DraftKings Sportsbook is super fun. Um, you don't have to spend any money, like, you know, a significant amount. You can spend as much as you want, as little as you want, but it's, it's fun to throw a few dollars down and watch to see what happens. It really does kind of like add to it. If this is your thing, it adds to it, right? So here's what you want to do. Download the app now, sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net and see our show notes for details. And if you are like yesterday, I was working out and, uh, you know, enjoying some audio. And guess what? It went out. My speaker went out. I need to go check out Raycon. And I need, and I got a code for you too. What is Raycon? Raycon is all about audio, right? It's all about awesome sounding audio without paying that inflated price that you would with the fruit brand or any other brand. Raycon wireless earbuds, Raycon Bluetooth speakers. They have money back guarantees. They have two years of product protection insurance, free domestic shipping. This is all about awesome tech, low price, and it's going to make you happy because your audio is something that you can enjoy with Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today. Get 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. So, no dumb questions. Now, I got to say, we need some more no dumb questions. And maybe we've answered all the dumb questions, but maybe every I just need to think. Every question in the world has been asked, every single yeah. question. I, I'm pretty dumb, so I need to think of some dumb questions to ask. But if you got a question you're embarrassed to ask or, or you don't want to put it out there in Twitter land or on social media, all you got to do is ask us, right? And we'll find it for you. We won't judge. Other podcasts, they totally judge you. They look down on you through the nose, right? So why don't you go ahead and get us a no-dumb question, and we will look it up for you. So what is the no-dumb question for this week, Joey? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. The no dumb question for this week, and again, this is piggybacking on the news that's going around the NHL right now, but is what is the NHL All-Star Fantasy Draft? And by the way, that last report came out via Elliot Freeman like last night. They're bringing it back for next year. Um, the NHL All-Star Draft, and again, I mentioned this briefly earlier, but it started in 2011. It was the first of the big you know, sports leagues in North America to adopt this, and it was highly popularized. And here's the format. Top six players in the league that are voted on by the fans. So you have top six guys across the entire NHL are then going to split into two different squads. So you don't have a conference versus conference situation. Six guys splitting up. And for each of these squads, you have two captains per squad. And the captains take their turns 
going back and forth, picking different players that they want or teammates to fill out the rest of their roster. So it's essentially, it's a live fantasy draft, which is awesome. So top six guys in the league, everyone gets to vote on it. Those guys split up. They name two captains each, and those captains end up filling out an entire roster, and it is a live fantasy draft. And again, it was highly popularized. It gives an uh, it gives the NHL a chance to highlight players' personalities, which we do not get enough of. And a lot of times, from what all the reading I've been doing, um, yeah, there's there's some cocktails and stuff involved, and, and players are having a really really uh, fun time with it. So I think it's great. I'm excited for it to come back. I'm going to watch some uh, old highlights of it and kind of take it from there. Uh, yeah, and it was ended in 2015 because it's the NHL. And anytime they have anything good, they're going to find a way to fuck it up. And if they have a good idea, they're probably going to sit on it. I mean, they just launched NFTs, Jeff. That should be <laughs> NHL news. 2023, and the NHL is like, we're proud to be on the forefront of technology. <laughs> and everyone, of course, started roasting them. I'm like, like NHL Pogs coming next, VHS tapes. Like, that was what's good. going on? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Never got into Pogs. I actually, I need, it reminds me, I need to go look and see because at some point people will find a use for nfts so maybe if like they're a dollar maybe i'll spend a couple bucks on some i Dude, I are. still have i have a kraken nft remember when they released it like oh, their yeah. first season i sat in a waiting room and i'm pretty sure i spent like 300 bucks which i did not have at the time on a kraken nft well in six years when they figure out what the hell to do with those things what they actually uh what it actually means you're going to be you know buying a beach house with your cracking nft maybe so that's that awesome. it's pretty yeah. basic and i feel like a fucking idiot pretty sure i put that's it on right. credit too so who my interest <laughs> I, I, I bought a couple of sports nfts just for fun and uh i don't even know like where they exist i have no idea yeah, i can't find mine i like thought yeah. i saved them in my email and i'm like cool i pay money for a thing i literally don't even know where it is I did try to buy Bitcoin in 2012 and I got skeeved out because it was really weird then. And um, nice, I, re- I, re- I regret it to that day because uh, I got very close to like actually putting money down. And then I was like, oh, this seems really sketchy. And I, I would have got a Bitcoin for like 200 bucks. So uh, if it makes you feel any better, this happened to a buddy of mine in like 2010. Mm-hmm. And the girl he was dating talked him out of it because she thought it was stupid. She's like, don't waste your money. And he was about to put like a sizable amount of money on it. Like, oh, I'm going all in. Did not do it. And um, they're married to this day. And it's literally a point of contention every day. <laughs> to be to be fair, I mean, like, you know, who would have who would have known? But, you know, if you got money to, to blow anyway, so. All right, so Thanksgiving week, we're moving into our our three stars of the week. This is where Joey and I talk about what's been going on in our lives and, and how we're ranking these things. And, um, you know, we, we'd like to share a little bit about our personal lives. So, um, Joey, I'll let you start uh, with your, your third star of the week. What is it? My third star of the week, and I we got to run through these uh, quickly. My third star of the week is drum lessons. I finally, I'm finally doing it, man. I've been wanting to freaking play for the longest time, my dad was in the band. I've always just, it's been something I've gravitated towards. Good for you. Good shit. So I signed up. I did my first, uh, had my first drum lesson. Uh, shit, last Friday. So going again this week. Oh, actually, I don't know. Shit, because of Thanksgiving things. But anyways, whatever, man. I'm pumped. It's going to be awesome. I said timeline, ETA, six months, shirtless drum videos. Watch out, Travis Barker. A year from now. I'll be, you know, be playing in one of your uh, your favorite bands, just replacing somebody. So that's that's kind of the the realistic expectations I've set for myself. I, it's been such a blur, and I'm, I'm more scattered than usual. Uh, mm-hmm. Did I tell you about my my son's buddy from school slash uh, uh, flag football teammate? Uh, no, you did not. 
so he, I didn't know this, um, but he, until like two weeks ago, he takes drum lessons, right? He's been doing that for a long time at the, the School of Rock, which is like a franchise. And yeah, the, but the, the guy that I train with or whatever, uh, one-on-one also works at School of Rock. I don't go there name? because I'm not a kid. Uh, I don't want to say his, his name's Michael. Okay, I know a guy over there, so uh, that's not him, though. But um, anyway, is I got a video from like my buddy, his dad. It's like, oh, here's uh, here's Sam, and he's uh, at this cool little festival playing some drums with like a, a band, and it was like he guested for a little band. It's like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Whoa, he's good. Then uh, we had a, uh, a school festival like a week and a half ago, uh-huh. and um, and there's a big band that came and played at their school festival. You know, you know, bag of donuts, right? You know them? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like huge. They, for 34, they're getting old, but like for 30, 40 years, they were, they've been a party band in like uh, the greater New Orleans area and like Baton Rouge and stuff. Anyway, they played at the festival and uh, Sam played uh, Paint It Black from the Stones with, with them. Oh, shit. And crushed it. And he's eight. And it was like, Oh my God, I need to take drum lessons. So like, uh, good for you. Good for you. It's pretty awesome. He's eight. I'm 39. That's fine. You know, we all have a live trajectory. What's your third star? Dude, we could get lost in work and stuff all day long. And you got to have something to do for you. That's like, you might carve time out for that because oh, dude, uh, just even, just even committing to it and starting to go, made me feel like a million bucks. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad that's happening. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'll say my third star of the week, uh, and I didn't write these down. I'm just going to spitball real cool. quick. Um, you haven't written it down for like a month, but we can pretend. Like you no, I kind of like, I know. I just literally <laughs> don't write them down. Because I go to write notes for the episode, you know, to for the episode description. Every time yeah. I do, I'm like, I got to fucking go back and listen to it because Jeff doesn't have notes in here. And I don't remember what the hell he talked about. Oh, okay, I'm going to type it as we go here. Um, I'm going to go good. with... Yes. Running, I'm enjoying uh-huh. running. I'm liking okay. to run, so I like the. the Are you the really vibe. liking it? Are you lying to yourself? Is runners high real? I think it's bullshit. No, dude. I, last night, last night before the game, um, I was starting. It didn't help because I I got incredibly tired afterwards. But I was really tired after a very long day, and um, I was like, you know what? I could just sit here and scroll on my phone before the game, or I could go put in my thirty minutes of running. So I got on the treadmill and I ran, and I felt great. Um, okay. you know, awesome. so it's good. I need, I need that. I need to like, carve out like you, the drumming got to carve out the 30 minutes to do something to make me feel good. That doesn't involve, uh, you know, a vice or, you know, watching crappy hockey. So, you know, running works. It's good. You know, what's better though than the, uh, than the runner's high one can yeah. apparently receive, which I yeah. still don't believe is true. The, the edible that I ate last night, it's a lot better. <laughs> Requires less effort and it's guaranteed to get you high. That Moving might be part on, of the my... 2024 <laughs> resolution. My, my second star of the week is pumpkin beer, dude. So I'm not like a, uh, like a pumpkin coffee, whatever the fuck, you know, white, you know, basic, whatever the hell. Um, but I do enjoy, I, I am a seasonal drinker, right? Like as the weather turns, like giving my ales, give my stouts, like any reason to have a good stout or an right. ale or an amber makes me happy. I have my first pumpkin beer of the season. It's from a rally cap brewing, which is this company based out of Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Um, not that big, but man, they make some really, really tasty beers. I had their, uh, pitching pumpkins. I'm telling you, dude, top notch a plus very very solid uh pumpkin beer to, to kick off this season so i'll be having more of those in the near future that's all i totally will be doing that over the the holiday the next couple of days um my second star of the week is buying a house uh 
um, we are working on. So basically, there's a neighborhood we want to get into for a while, and it's like it, it, if something pops up, you've got to like move fast. And like for over a year, we've kind of been like, no, no. Yeah, I was like, why are you getting ready to move? I was like, it's you guys too- are like working. You're like, oh, we're gonna renovate the bedroom next week. You're like, we're buying a house. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Well, that's the way this works is like these yeah. listings come up and they go literally in a day. Yeah. And we jumped on one that was like not insanely priced. And it's basically like in a, a golf community. Right. So it's like we're buying a house on a golf course. So like, OK, you you will be coming to uh, this home for sure mm-hmm. for some golf thing. Uh, OK. And, and it's so anyway, we're working on that right now. Honestly, this is the best I've felt about buying a home in, well, in a while. It's um, not a fun process. I did it once. I was like, I'm never doing that shit again. Well, I'll say like, well, my podcasting organization is not the best. You know, other things are, and uh, I feel really good about it. So it's exciting. It's not officially official yet. We're still going through all this stuff, but um, it's exciting. More to come on that for sure. But uh, I think there's a cost for you, man. That's thanks. exciting stuff, especially yeah. if you're looking for it for a while and it kind of pops up. I mean, you got to make a move on it. I totally understand. That's right. Got to make, got to make, you know, decisions like hockey teams need to make decisions on, you know, things yeah, like, like uh, sell Kraken, do something, do something, anything. Yep. It's like the meme with the stick, do something. What? What's your first star? <laughs> my first star of the week is just Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday, man. And I am actually, I think I mentioned this last week. I am the one in charge of the shrimp and Merloton dressing. I also did see, there's a couple of tweets and a DM, I believe, asking if I could share the recipe for shrimp and Merleton dressing. I will absolutely do that. In Good. fact, I talked to Mama, and again, Mama's 94. This is her recipe. She'll be 95 in January. Anyways, no, December. And she's the one with the original recipe. She's still alive and doing well. Convinced her to cook again. So I'll be cooking with her. I'm going to try to, you know, take some videos, get some content going of Mama uh, uh, making or helping out with the shrimp and Merleton dressing and also helping out uh, with gumbo for Thanksgiving. So I'm just excited. Uh, Thanksgiving is is the best, man. I mean, I get to sit around and be a fat ass all day and stuff myself. <laughs> I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the Kraken Pod fam. I, I don't know how I feel about the actual team, so I'll, I'll uh, hold my, uh, my take on that. But no, man, it's been good. I'm grateful for a lot of things. You know, life is good and Thanksgiving is around the corner. So here we go. Dude, that's a, that's awesome. I actually am a huge fan of shrimp and Merleton dressing. So I can't wait to see this. And I'll be sharing some some stuff on social like uh, uh, from our Thanksgiving, too, because we're going to go to a restaurant and we got so much stress coming up. So like you have a honestly, restaurant, do you have any Friendsgiving stuff going on where like mom and dad just kind of drink some wine and the kids run around and scream at other kids? Uh, we did that over the weekend with some friends, which is pretty awesome. Um, and the kids were not involved, which was, which was actually, you know, kind of, kind of cool. Um, cause we do Mom so much with dad, the living life. I like it. We do so much with the Buying kids. houses, drinking wine. Okay. That's right. That's how we roll. Uh, watching hockey. <laughs> There's only one person watching hockey, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's you. <laughs> no, I, I am thankful for obviously, you know, my family, my wife, my kids, uh, but you know, crack and power related dude, you're like the MVP. Uh, you're crushing it. Uh, I, I still, I don't know how you're doing the after dark. We may have to analyze that. Is it worth it? I don't know. They weren't playing every other game in overtime. Then yeah, but it's been slog. I mean, I took off like a week and a half because I was like, I can't do this at one in the morning. I just can't. 
You're just, you're just, you're in it. You're in it. You have skin in the game. You're in it. I love it. Yeah. So I appreciate you. Thankful for you. Thankful for the Kraken Pod fam. Thankful for the Kraken Pod family. Thankful and for Avalanche fans, Dan. Yes. Uh, I was calling Actually, you Dan the Avalanche fan because I hung out with him recently as well. Some yeah. of them, yeah. So it was like, the, like, just, but I will, I mean, I will stand by the fact that the, the, the biggest hockey fan bases that have like just degenerate trolls, which you could say us, that's fine. Um, but like, on on Twitter at least is the Golden Knights and the Avalanche because a million percent. There's plenty. There's been plenty. I'm thankful for them as well. But there's plenty of good normal uh, fans of those teams that just you know love their team, get mad when we say something stupid, but they don't go overboard. And I appreciate those folks. So yes. Um, anyway, I'm just thankful for for hockey fans in general and for uh, Kraken Pod fan members who uh, are, have been ride or dies with us no matter what. Um, you know, so it's just been, it's been a good run so far. Um, I'm feeling good about some stuff that I, I hope to get started for us here in January one. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we're pumped. So thanks to you, Joey. Thank, thanks to you for listening to this thing. Have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, five star um, reviews, by the way, hit us up with it. Cause we're getting as fans oh, trolling us. So five stars I love it. podcast and Spotify. I think it's great. I mean, it's fucking hilarious. It's actually really creative as well. But yep. please, if yep. you listen to the podcast and you haven't done it yet, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, give us a five-star review yep. and uh, give a middle finger to the Az fans. Again, yep. sports hate, not real hate. No, that's right. So have a great Thanksgiving, Joey. You have a great Thanksgiving. I want to see this Merleton shrimp dressing. I got you. I'm taking um, videos. Enjoy the pumpkin beer, and you have a great week. So let's go cracking. Let's win that panic mode game so Joey doesn't freak out, right? So we, <laughs> we need that. But we're going to leave you with our Thanksgiving chirp of the week. What kind of a Thanksgiving dinner is this? Where's the turkey, Chuck? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie?